1: recorded live Hello. When I think of all the things I used to do, how Mama used to clean somebody's just house, just to buy me a new perfume. I never thought to do how Mama made it through the week. When she never, ever got a good night's meeting. Oh, what I'm a guy, you got yours.
2: I am your host that brings you the most. You know I'm your favorite. You know who this is. Listen, I'm your homegirl, the queen troublemaker of the airways, the superheroine of all radio. That's right. It's your girl, your homegirl, Wanda Dre. And tonight, I bring you a special edition, a Mother's Day edition of Sophisticated Ladies. Now, before I go into my topic, let me just start off by saying happy mothers day to all the mothers out there and I hope that whatever you did, you enjoyed yourself, you pampered yourself and you had a great time doing it. Now, you know I got to talk my trash first of all. Okay. Now, this goes out to all the baby daddies out there. If you a baby daddy whether you with that baby mama or not, okay? Call that baby mama up and say thank you. Thank you for going through labor. Thank you for taking care of the kids. Take her out. Get her a card or something. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? After all, hey, you know what I mean? She did what she had to do to take care of them kids. You know, no such thing as, oh, we ain't together no more, so, uh uh-uh. no, we ain't doing that. Okay, so you know I had to talk my little trash for a minute, but listen, tonight's topic is how do you celebrate after someone passes? So in other words, how do you celebrate after the love is gone? Now here's the thing, the love is never gone, it's never forgotten, you know what I'm saying, but however, you still celebrate but in a different way. You know, you celebrate the life and the memories that you had. There are a lot of mothers that's out there who has children, but they might have lost their mothers or they might have lost their grandmothers or, you know, someone that was a motherly figure to them. So for those who have lost their mothers, you know, I say to you, you know, still celebrate the memory of your mother, because that's what you have that's dear and hold it, you know, dear and close to you. So I hope that I'm being encouraging to someone. Uh, I also lost my mother uh, seven days after Mother's Day last year. So it's still kind of fresh for me and I'm doing the best that I can to celebrate, you know, but I also felt like for a minute, like I didn't even want to celebrate, you know, uh, Mother's Day. I just felt like, for real. I just wanted to just crawl underneath a rock. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I realized that, you know what, I'm blessed to be here because I'm a mother too. So I am speaking of being blessed, I am very blessed to be accompanied by my very own, my son, Tyrese. He is going to be talking about you know, celebrating his mom today. So he's going to be joining me on the show tonight. And let's bring him on. Tyrese, are you with me right now?
3: Yes, I'm with you, Mom.
2: All right, sweetheart. How are you this evening, my favorite son?
3: Your only son. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, and I love it. I love it. I love it. My one and only son. And you know what? He has been truly a blessing to me. We're going to first talk about the upbringing. Um, what was it like, my son, to be raised by Oh uh,
3: Well, it was hard. I'm going to be honest. It was hard due to the fact of her being a you being a single mom, it's, I mean, it's not easy when you you only got yourself and there's nobody else giving you help. But at, at the best, it, it made me a better man. So it was it was a, it was actually a learning experience and it was a good a good bonding experience, on and, oh. and off the home.
2: Yes, and you know what's so funny, Tyrese, because we have talked about. Um, about single parents and and how children will be affected and being raised in the home and stuff like that. And because of the fact that I have been through that and I said that one day I'm going to get my son son on here to actually talk about that. So we got to go into that a little bit. We're going to dig a little personal and talk about how it was like being raised in the personal um, home, you know, when it's one parent being mom and dad. How did that feel to you?
0: I
3: mean at first it feel, it feels like well, where's the other uh parent where's the other parent but then as as time goes on with being with one parent for so long, you start to realize that's that's all you have and you start to be there for that person that's the uh-huh. only person that you have in your corner, and it's only you and them at that point point. and when I feel as though like when when I'm having a uh somebody on the other line. <laughs> It, I feel as though, <laughs> I feel as though, as as a single uh, as a, a single parent, there should be a lot more fathers pitching in
1: uh-huh. to help
3: y'all because it, it, it's really not easy. And when you when you talking about uh, growing up with with only one parent, I mean, there's things that other children experience that you don't experience with uh, yourself. Like you you'll you'll be in school and somebody will say well, well I, I went out with my mom and my dad you might you might not share the same feelings with everybody so i really encourage all the all the single mothers who's doing it without any help from any of these fathers cuz it's not easy and it's not easy growing up uh uh without without one honestly but i'm glad that i did because my mom listen didn't ain't no ain't no better teaching from a woman because there's no other love that you gonna give other than a mother's love. So, like that being said, there's that's all I need in my corner. As long as I got my mom, that's all I ever needed. She always she always was there for me. School school was hard, even though she was always at work. And you I mean when she came home, we, we would spend time then. I would, she would teach me how to do hair, and which I do hair now. I'm a barber, and she. That was our downtime, that was our, our relaxed moment. I remember we used to sing a lot. That was our that was another down moment we had. Yes. Yeah. School time. School time was always school time and that that, that part always was a strict rule. You I mean we can sing, we can have fun, but school was school. And she had to play mother and father at that point. And that's I, I can't imagine how that is. I'm not a parent, so I, I can't imagine. I don't have any kids of my own. But she did a very good job and she made me a a, a good man as, as as I am today and a responsible man. She made sure I I did what I as I did independently. She made sure she taught me independency. She made sure I I learned how to cook, clean. Uh I'll be talking about at the age of 7. I was cooking, right. cooking <laughs> and
1: cooking. Yep.
3: Making cheese steaks, Four cheese steaks. <laughs> so you know that I I, I use that and now that I'm older, I'm 21 now, and I use that in my older in my personal life now because when you get older and as a man, women like men that know how to cook. So my mom taught me how to cook. That was one of the best teachings. So I I, I use I, I like that as because like my personal life is is good for your personal life as well because if you brought up by a woman, you know what a woman likes, you know what a woman needs. And that's, that's, that's a good thing. Cause a lot of these men don't know what, what, what women need. <laughs> they don't, they don't. <laughs> wow. But-
2: you said that right and I love it yeah. what you say because you know that's the thing you have studied a woman from being raised by a woman so like when that time come when you have to be you know husband to a wife you know what it's like you know what you know what to say and what to do and you know what I mean what might make that person feel good and you know what might hurt the person's feelings and stuff like that but you know one of the things that I enjoyed you know with um raising you myself I love the fact that, you know, our bonding moments, it really strengthened the bond within us um, because even though, you know, dad was not around like that, he was like in and out. um, And that's just the truth. (laughs) Um, I love the fact that we had our moments, like he said, we sang together, and it was so funny. We used to, like, listen to the radio and jack up songs on purpose and, like, make up <laughs> hey, words <yep>. to it. <laughs> and make all Yes, our own version. And our neighbors would look at us like we was crazy. Like, what is y'all doing? Like, you would have thought there was two kids in the house. And (laughs) we would sit there, and we would see who sounds the worst. And we had such a good time with that. When it came down to doing it a hair, my son used to watch. And it was so funny. Probably by the age of seven, my son knew what Pump It Up was. He knew that that was spritz. If I said, go hand me this pump it up, he knew right to go to. He knew where to go to and how to get it. And it was like, here you go. You know, and it's so funny watching him now being an all-star barber that he is, and it's just like, wow, you know, I couldn't ask for anything better. It's just a blessing. But you value those times when you share the funniest moments. What would you say is your funniest moment that you had growing up with Mommy?
3: One of the funniest moments is when I told you, do not sit on the glass table. (laughs) it was a glass table y'all in the living room
1: and i told her
3: mom that is a glass table it's meant for cups and little accessories like that you're 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 close to over 100 pounds and that table is not is not going to support you do not sit on it she said oh it's going to support me i said oh okay She sat on it, and she sat through it. (laughs) That's all I can say, and I had to help her up. I I, I got my laughs in I got my giggles in, but I had to make sure mom was all right, because that's still glass, and that's still mom. (laughs) But that was hilarious.
2: The funniest part about that was... I had just gotten the table. The table had just got there, and we had just placed it where we wanted to place it at. And I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to sit down for a minute. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't do that if I was you. I said, oh, it'll be fine. And all you heard was, <laughs> and the glass just shattered everywhere. And like, I'm like, my butt was literally stuck inside the glass table <laughs> So he literally had to pour me out of it. I was like, Oh my God. It was I didn't know whether to laugh or just be embarrassed, but I was like, Okay, you did say that I shouldn't sit on this table You know, but it was just it was crazy. But that was a funny moment. I think one of my funny funniest, funniest moments that I had was the time when you got caught eating sugar. And you said, No Mom. I didn't eat no sugar, and it was sugar all (laughs) over your face. (laughs) Sugar come all out your mouth while you talking. And I'm like, really? You just got (laughs) caught, And you said, I ate the sugar, and there's sugar all over the floor, all over your face. But, I mean, it's moments like that. When it's Mother's Day, you can't help but laugh. You can't help but love it. You know, it's good teaching when you sit down and have like moments. Like I love when we sat down and we watched movies and stuff like that together. Yes, we both amazing. had a good thing. Yes, we love sitcoms and stuff. The Marathons, remember that?
3: Yes. Three's company.
2: Oh my God, we three's companyed it to death. Oh my goodness, it was crazy. Yes, indeed. Yup. And even with like crazy movies and spooky movies, we would just we had like Friday night specials. We would sit up and watch movies and stuff like that, and just reminisce and talk and stuff like that. And those are the moments that you share that you never ever forget. Those moments like that. So now the question is. How do you actually, okay, when the love is there, let's talk about why is it so important to honor your mother and to love your mother and show that love while she is still around?
3: Well, I definitely know how that is because I lost my grandmother last year. And uh, honestly, I had times where I could have seen her before she had passed and my mom, you, you will always tell me go see your grandma, go check on your grandma, go check on your grandma. And it was times where sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I was too caught up in in head on life situations, situations that obstacles and stuff that life just throw at you. And I got kind of caught up. But now that though, now that she's not here on earth, it's like I kind of regret those times because I could have, and I and I let life, life obstacles get in the way of that. And it's like cher- cherish those moments while you can, because when it's when it's gone, it's it's gone. It's nothing you going you can you can do and say. All you can say is I wish I, I wish I, I had. a, I regret, and it's not a good feeling. And it's it's things you want to say to that person that you can't say. It's answers that you can't get. It's, it's a lot of grieving behind it. I remember when I was young, I thought I was going to lose my mother. I, thought I was going to lose you, and she yeah. she was sick with. Uh, Graves disease and the thyroids and uh-huh. it got real bad i seen my mom go from like a size 22 to to like a size zero like fast and she yeah. she was she was like looking sick and she got dark and i had to take care of her at a young age and i thought i was going to lose her and that's that's, that's a hard thing to to think of when you young and you only got that's the that's all you have and it's like that's all you know, so it's hard. But she, as as y'all know, she she overcame it, and she's on air today, and she she's doing talk shows, doing hair, she's she's doing a lot of spontaneous spontaneous things, and I'm glad to cherish those moments because it's like I, I I didn't think that she would be here to 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 enjoy these moments with her today, like, and it's it's a blessing, it's a blessing, it really is. It's it's important to. To to enjoy those times because once once they leave it's it's gone. All you can say is I wish, and, and that's a bad feeling, and I don't want to do that.
2: Oh yeah. And it's one of the, it's funny because in the Bible, I used to always, you know, throw that scripture to him. You honor thy mother, thy, thy days may be long. You know, and he used to be like, you know, sometimes then, you know, kids get mad and be like, uh, you know, <laughs> I, you get know, on my nerves, you know, you know how kids get smart or whatever like that. But it was, I remember going back to what you just brought up when I had gotten sick. Let me tell you, my, I know a lot of people can't always say this, but I can truly say my son, it was like a best friend to me up until even now. Because there's times when we might say that your kids, you know, are going to need you and we're so used to having the kids, you know, depend on us. But there's times in life when the story is flipped and the child, you know, may have to take care of you. Or the child may have to, you know, help do some things for you, and you might be depending on that child. So when I had gotten sick, I think my son was probably about somewhere between seven or eight or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was literally on deathbed. I mean, they had sent me home and said that you have, like, a 5% chance that you're going to die. You got a 5% chance of living. It was just that bad. Uh, The Graves' disease had like literally swallowed me up to the point when I went down to nothing. You was basically looking at a skeletal. And I'll never forget the day my son walked in the room and every morning he would wake me up before he went to school and, you know, he would take himself to school, you know, because he didn't live that far from the actual school. And he would come in and he would, you know, make sure that I was up and awoke and everything like that. And I remember one day he came over to me and he actually prayed for me. And he said, God, please let me come home and be with my mom. I don't want nothing to happen happen to her while I am at school. But please, you know, just let her live. Let her be here to raise me. And I never forgot that. And it's times that's like that when you're really sick and you feel like you just want to throw in the towel and you just want to be like, I don't even want to see the day, of that day break. I don't want to see nothing. Cause you're so focused on how you feel. It was moments like that. that gave me strength to say, you know what? I got to get up out this bed. I got to do this for him. I got a child that I got to raise. I ain't got time to die. I'm too busy living. Okay. I got to live to raise this child. God, if you could just grant me the strength to get up out this bed to be able to finish raising my child, I appreciate that. But it was at that time when my son literally had to do everything. And we talking about at the age of probably seven years old, um, I couldn't go back and forth up to the, to the schools and stuff because, of course, I was sick, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't, you know, cook, so he had to learn how to cook. He, um, it, There was times when I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom, So there was times that, you know what I'm saying, he had to help assist me in trying to get in the bathroom or I had to be on the bedpan or I had to be on, you know, the pens and things like that. I mean, my son did everything he possibly could, you know what I mean, to make sure that mommy was okay. You know, and at the time, my mother lived a door away from us, so she would come over and she would help assist as much as possible, too. But Ty was basically the one that kept the household together. He cooked, he cleaned, he, you know, vacuumed, he took out the trash. He was doing all of that at the age of seven. Now, I know that sounds like that's hard to believe, but it forced him to, you know, raise, you know, be in a manhood a little bit earlier, you know, but... It's moments like that that you really appreciate your child for, you know, and you love your child even more. And that created a bond between us, because I think that we had gotten closer, you know, than that. And that went on for, like, at least, wow, two and a half years that I was on bed rest like that and was Mm -hmm. not able to get around. Yeah. So tell me some of the things that were going on through your head and, you know, what you were um, facing. Let's talk to them about that.
3: Well, I was I was thinking that I wasn't going to have a mom. I was I wasn't thinking I was, I thought that I was going to come home and not have a mom or or come to a, a a body with with no soul. But it wasn't it wasn't that. I mean, God God worked in mysterious ways, and he my mom fought. She was she was fighting. She went from giving up to. Fighting hard, and I and I seen it because even though she wasn't able to say much, even when she was raising her hand to say yes or no, or she she would point to stuff, or even things were just I just knew she needed, but everything her 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 body language and her and her emotions was just like like more filled with more energy, and I knew she was fighting. So I mean, it it was hard to to, to not know what's going on. And and not be able to understand as, as a young age, and it's hard to be able to to cook and clean and and, and do laundry and, and and all that. It's a lot at seven. Yeah, that's, you that's, you were that's, washing that's my lot. clothes,
2: your clothes, yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: So I had, to, I had to learn how to be a man at at a young age, and I, I took care of my mom as I as I should have. And once I started seeing that. Uh, things was getting better, and I kept doing doing good for my mom. Things was just got a lot better since she started getting her complexion better. She started drinking more water, and her her complexion, her skin got better. She she had she had an eczema breakout, and her 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 body looked at like like scales. It looked like 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 a shed shedded skin, but yeah, it, it, it looked real bad. But it got way better. Her skin got smooth. I, I watched her from going real dark to real light. And she looked so much better. She gained her weight back. Her face got fuller. I always laugh at her about her nose, but her nose got bigger. <laughs> 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 but
2: she looked a real
3: healthy and that's the mom that I'm used to seeing. I'm not used to seeing my mom on the bed not being able to help or, or be the parent that she wants to be. And it, It's hard because that that's all you know is seeing mom being okay or coming home, seeing mom or coming home to mom doing certain things or you home and you, you used to mother mom coming home saying certain things and doing certain things. But then one day something happens, you come home, mom's, mom's on the couch, might be able to take her last breath. Mom might be able to lose her breath, her last breath at any time. Mom can't go to the shower as if she could for herself, mom can't go to the bathroom as as if she could for herself. It's, it's 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 a different lifestyle of living at an early age, and it's it's hard to see. But you pull through it, you pull through real strong, and that's it's crazy, it's a blessing because it, it was yeah. hard, it was hard to even watch.
2: Yes, that's a very hard thing to do, and you know one of the things that. Um, you definitely, it's hard sitting here, and even me with the loss of my mom, just watching someone just ponder away, and you realize at that point, oh, my God, no matter what I do, it is nothing I can do to change this situation and turn you around. And when you feel like, you know, I don't did the prayers and all that stuff, but it's like I can't do anything to physically make you feel better, what do I do? You know what I mean? You done tried everything, and all you can do is just, you know, love on that person as much as possible. And it's it's times like that, that really strengthened me, um, the most, you know, um, and caused me to kind of come back to myself and little by little, I was just like, you know, like I said, I was fighting back and I started gaining the weight little by little and, now it's so funny because now I am literally back to the size that I used to be. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a thick chick. Okay. <laughs> I'm not that small no more, <laughs> but I, I thank God because I look like this. Hey, I'd rather be a sick chick than to be an anorexic chick. Like I was then because when I was small, you know, um, it's it just, you know, it was, it was very hurtful to walk past a mirror. I couldn't look in a mirror for, for a couple years, you know, because I, I literally didn't have clothes that could fit, you know, it, it was just the, the graphics that was on my face was so horrific. You know when you all you' seen was bones and- that ske- looked like a skeleton um they had tried radiation pills that you know they can try to um you know shrink the thyroid, and that wasn't working, and that had caused um problems, and that's what caused my skin to get darker and you know had skin breakouts and it, you know my whole complexion had turned real dark and and gray, like I looked literally like walking death. That's just how bad it was. But, you know, um, it's times like that that you reflect and you say, wow, look at where I'm at now. Now I'm currently, you know, working in nursing homes doing hair. And it was after me having that experience that I felt like, you know what, I want to give back. God spared my life to live, so now I want to give back. So, you know, with me doing hair, I've been doing hair for over 25 years in the business. I have my own business. I have a mobile service, but I also travel to different people, but I always wanted to give back to people who was disabled because I remember moments and times when I was laying in the hospital and wished that my hair could get done and wished that somebody could come and toss me up and make me feel beautiful again and stuff like that. So now that's what my mission is, going to hospitals and going to nursing homes and contracting with them and setting up hair salons, going to the bedsides and, you know, saying, hey, would you like to have a scalp massage? Would you like to have a shampoo? Would you like to have your your hair braided so your hair won't be standing on top of your head? Would you like to have your hair cut? You know what I mean? Let's sit you up in a chair, making them feel better. And while I'm doing that, I'm telling them the experience that I had you know, and say, you know what, you don't have to accept a death sentence from a doctor. You can get yourself better. You can get up out of this chair and eventually walk. You know what I mean? It's determination and it comes with prayer at the same time. So, you know, I'm glad that I was put in that situation where now I can be a blessing to someone else's life and pass that gift along. Um, so, Tyrese, tell us another uh, funny experience that you might have had growing up that you thought was, like, pretty amazing. That you well, this,
3: this experience wasn't – so it's funny now, but it wasn't funny then.
0: I remember uh-huh. when
3: I was, like, it was, like, four – I was, like, four or five, and we uh-huh. were on Wayne Avenue. We was washing clothes. Uh-huh. And – you had, it was real hot and you had fell out. It was, I don't know what it was. I don't know. It was like a, a heat I had an asthma attack. Yeah, you had a real bad asthma attack and the heat got to you.
2: You fell uh-huh.
3: out over the bag and we, mind you, the bag is bigger than me at the time. The bag is bigger than me. weighs yeah. probably about either my weight or more than me. And my mom is carrying is, is kind of two Bags about equivalent to the same size. We all look at these bags of laundry down Wayne Avenue, and I just see, I look back, I look over my shoulder, I see my, my mom collapsed over the bag, and I didn't know what to do but to scream for help. And I was like, Mom, Mom, I was like, you okay? She was she was unresponsive, and she was just like, call somebody. So I, I called a cab. I don't know how, like, at a night, I, any most kids around that age don't have knowledge to do that. I don't know what what came over me, how it happened, but at like four or five, I went and flagged somebody down, flagged down the cab, got my mom in the cab, I told them that my mom passed out, we was, what happened, we was we was coming back from the larger map, we lived down the street, told them where we lived, got a, got down to the, uh, to the house, to the apartment at the time, Uh I got the we got the bags upstairs. The guy helped us with the bags upstairs. We got my mom inside. She she laid down on the floor, and I knew her favorite was pink lemonade, and I got her pink lemonade, and I had cool. the regular lemonade, and I gave her some pink lemonade and, and sat her underneath the uh, stand. And you was like, "I'm okay now," and she started responding, and I just kept making sure. But it was it's funny now because it's like. While wow, like we've been through so much and it's like we overcame so much and look at us now. It's like, we, we still live and we still pushing forward. And it's like, it's crazy. But at the time it was scary.
2: <laughs> it was because you know what? I think that part of the scariest part was the economical struggles that we had been through. You know, um, I had been through, um, A lot of people know from me telling the stories before I was in an abusive marriage and it's tough when you're raising a son and this man comes along and he's seeing his mother, you know, get pushed around and verbally abused and, you know, and, and hit and, you know, after a while, of course, you know, he had to go, needless to say, because I wasn't going to accept that. Uh, but, you know, and then when he did leave, the economical struggle was, okay, now what are we going to do? We, now we really got to work hard. But it was amazing because we pulled together and teamwork. I'm going to let y'all know, my son learned how to shampoo at the age of nine, <laughs> I work in nursing homes, and my son was in there shampooing clients' hair, and we was getting people out of their beds, rolled them to the hair salons at the different nursing homes seven days out the week until we made, you know, made it do what it do. And and even around that time, around Christmas time, i never forget that, I said, Ty, I said, I want to make sure that, you know, you have a Christmas and you have a, you know, a good Christmas or at least something, you know, but it's very hard. You know, you know, husband had just left and we was divorced and at that point and trying to, you know, cover expenses over our heads and stuff like that. But we pulled together and he came in there and was pulling people out and the, the residents was loving it. And, you know, he was shampooing and blow drying and I'm pressing and curling. We, one day we did like t- 23 people and we didn't even know we was like oh my god like (laughs) we just did 23 people it was amazing and then the business just started building and building and building from there and then people even to the day still remember ty and say wow how's your son doing when he's coming back up here to help us out again you know they loved him for that so it's little stuff like that that When a child is instilled to, you know, to do right and to help mom, it's a beautiful thing, you know, um, to raise your child and see your child come up like that. And um, there was a lot of little struggles that we went through, and I would say that the most recent struggle that we had went through was the loss of my mom. And, you know, my son was there for me like never before. I mean, he made sure he stuck by my side the whole time from the very first alert, you know, of the phone call. This is not looking good. They're saying that grandma may not make it. He was there, you know, mm-hmm. Um Both of us, we all held hands. We locked hands. We cried together. You know what I'm saying? We spent time with my mom. We took pictures with my mom. We did everything. And we cherished those moments for the, the, I would say she was in the hospital for a whole month. And, um, we were in the hospital with her, just, you know, spending time with her and, you know, taking pictures and doing everything that we can. We even had a pizza party one night because they said that they thought that she was going to pass that night. And my mom, she was, when I say fighting, let me tell you, I came from a mother who was very strong, very, very strong. And, you know, I said, if you can't do anything else, this is the time when I need you to prove to me and prove to everybody else, including them doctors, you know, the faith of God and, and just, just be strong with, you know, you might know that you're going to eventually go, but you go down without, you don't go down without a fight. And that's what she did. You know, she you can see that she was taking the the hits from you know her suffering and stuff like that, but she just kept on going. you know what I mean she kept that smile, she kept that conversation as much as she could, you know until the very end. Now, how do you celebrate when you you know what I'm saying when there's a loss, it's very hard because my mother and I, we got a chance to spend time with each other on Mother's Day, and I'll never forget it. My son had did my hair for Mother's Day. And after that, I left and gotten some flowers and went up to the nursing home because she was doing rehabilitation. And this is when we thought that everything was okay until we found out what the actual cost of everything was. So my mom had a fall, and we originally thought that they were going to just do rehabilitation. That was the, the plan to do that about three weeks and then she would come home. Well, it was during that time when she had gotten over to, you know, the rehabilitation center. I took the flowers up to her and everything like that. And we took pictures with her and little did I know that a week and maybe, maybe a week and a half later that my mom was going to be gone. I never thought that that would have happened. Now, it might sound like a sad thing, you know, um, to be saying on Mother's Day, but I'm saying that to say this. Love your mothers. Love on them. Don't let life get in the way. We all got to work. We all got challenges. We all got issues. Love your, your mother like it's your last time. Let that be your lifeline because when it's all said and done, and that person is gone, all you got is memories. So if you can rest at that point, knowing that you did all you can, you know, and you was there, then you can sleep at night. You know, when it came down to me knowing that, you know, what the situation was and you know, the fact that she was going to pass, you know, we always ready had a close bond, just like my son and I have a close bond. We had like, you know, a very close bond. And, you know, there was times when we sat there and, and I would spend the night or I would hold her hand and we would sleep in the chair. I was sleeping in the chair. She'd be sleeping in the bed and then we would just lock hands until, you know what I mean? It was time for me to get up and go, you know, to work or time for me to get up and, you know, go home or whatever like that. But, um, I say that to say this. It was very hard to celebrate the first year without being with my mom because of the fact that um, it's like when you're used to that person being there, she was 80 years old, and not hearing her, not, you know, making that first early morning call, you know what I mean, and dropping by and giving the flowers and all that stuff is like, wow, my whole world just shattered but I was grateful that my son through the whole time throughout the funeral services throughout the you know even when it came down to the burial my son was there locking hands holding me it's gonna be okay mom you got me and sometimes you feel like oh my god you know this with you all I got left now you know I can't lose you you know and he's like mom I'm here I'm not going nowhere I'm here for you so I appreciate, I appreciate that. So, I mean, son, what you got to say about that, those times? I mean,
0: it,
3: it was hard. I had to be, I had to be strong for you at the funeral and at the burial. Cause at the burial, I mean, sad, sad to say, but you tried to jump in and I had to grab you. And I, I know it, it was hard cause in, growing up and then growing up losing your dad and then, now being older and losing your mom, and then all yes. you have is me. It's like, who do I turn to? And it's like I'm here, I, and I was the per- I have to be that person, that man, that that you rose to to for you to turn to, and f- I had to be that shoulder for you to lean on because you I you was always that shoulder that I needed to lean on. We always had each other's back, and it's always going to be like that till death. But it was just hard because it, it, I had to be a man for myself, but I had to also be a bigger man for my mother. And it's like, like today, it, it's hard for both of us because yes, it's Mother's Day for you as well, but it, this is a big Mother's Day for Grandma, and it's it's, it's hard because I remember, oh, yeah. I remember even when, like, when it comes down even to the birthday. I mean, my, me and my grandma is only six days apart, and it's yeah. just like. It's hard. It's the first year, and this uh, this is a very happy Happy Mother's Day to my grandma. Uh, it's a shame yes. that I can't experience that with her, but I will
2: one day, and we'll see each other again. Most definitely, most definitely. You know, I, I try to think of holidays, especially Mother's Day, um, and any other holiday as just a celebration of the life that she did have and trying to make the best out of it. So like today I got up, I went to the grave site and then, you know, one of the first things that we like to do as women is shopping. So I did some retail therapy, you know, and treated myself, you know, and um, you know, said, you know what, I'm going to end it off on a better note, you know, and then just talking about it on air, in hopes that I can enlighten somebody else's life. And, you know, because there's a lot of people out there who are mourning, still mourning their death. And it's crazy because earlier today, I had, when I went to the grave site, I I heard one person, I mean, they was going in. You would have thought like they was burying them right now. That's just how much they was going in. I literally stopped from crying on my side to look and was like, oh, my God, who is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, they are really going in. You know, and it's sad, you know, to hear, and it was a man on top of that, so it was even harder to watch a man just go through it and cry, you know. So there's a lot of people that's out there that felt like they didn't want to celebrate you know, Mother's Day, and and you do feel like that at times, you know, um, but like I said, think of those happy moments, and if you are a mother, you still celebrate, because you deserve it at that point, you know, you look above that, and do what you have to do to make things better, and, you know, again, celebrate their memory, so um, before we do anything else, I wanted to um, play the next track that we do have, um, let's go into DJ Chill, I know you got a dynamite track for me so can you lace me real quick and then when we come back, we want to talk about the economic struggles like the way we had to do with the Sykes instead of the Nikes, tie. remember that? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: the bubbles and we you know, the Ikees and all that stuff, we're going to go in about that too and then we're going to bring some callers on because I know there's some people out there that want to talk to you too. So let's go into the track.
1: everything, everything you've given me. inside? you got It just right. we It was me, it was The stars were great. I we to a to You know, I went out to be you, you will always be the girl in my life for a long time. you Come play your love, freedom, my heart. Your love is my peace with the i what you like you, soul. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is. Uh-huh. You know, got be, always got me. I always did a lot to Even when I was bad. And you showed me right on oh, my wrong. Yes, you did. And you used to come to me. You always did understand. You gave me strength to go on. And it was always so I I'm looking back when I took a And then you to me I and, hey, and no doubt, do what you tell me, it'll always be. You will always be the girl in my life. My na my na you know I love you. Mama, mama, you know na 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 You know na 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 You know na i na
2: Yes. I just want to say, I want to dedicate that song to my mother, Doris Presley. May she rest in peace. Uh, She passed away last year, May 23rd of 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, Gone, but never, ever forgotten. So I would like to dedicate that song as well as the show to the memory of my mother, Doris Presley. Um, before we do go into the rest of our topic, Ty, I do want to bring on Mr. On Point so that way we can do our PSA and then we're going to go back into our subject. So,
4: yeah. Mr. On Point. Hey. Oh, me. Peace and power, peace and power, people. One um, did Dre, hell of a show. Uh, I must say, you're shining yourself, sound like my mother and me.
1: Um,
4: <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I commend you on. You know, that single mother thing. I watched my mom do it, and people don't believe when I tell them I was frying chicken standing on a crate at six. And okay. I'm glad to hear somebody else was cooking at seven because, as a single mother, you have to. When you got to go out and work, you know what I mean? Your child has to be able to survive. You know what I mean?
1: That's so, people, right.
4: you and, and listening to the brother. You know, the young man sounds like a, a stand-up individual and sounds like you did a, a hell of a job raising him. So I salute you, you know, commend you for that. Um, thank you. And, and, good brother, keep on that path if you want. It's only going to make you a better father. and like that myself, thank you. No doubt, thank man. Like myself, when my father left, you know, when I was at a young age, I could either did the same thing he did and repeat the process, or I, what I did was change it. So when I became a father, I made sure I was never out of the lives of my children. You know what I mean? So, you know, use that negative standpoint to be a positive stronghold in your life when you had children. You know what I mean? That being said, people out there, if you want to follow this On Point movement, know that On Point is an attitude, uh, a mindset, and a a movement. You know what I mean? Um, On Point 360, our youth program, we go into schools and mentor the youth. You know, we'll talk to them about, you know, educate them on their culture, their history, uh, politics, uh, society, everything that you could think of that negatively influences them and impacts them, as well as positive that they don't know that they should know. Um, we just had a hell of a comedy event yesterday, uh a Mother's Day Eve show um, that went all successful yet again. and thank all of the people who came out, a lot of which are listeners and callers and supporters of On Point, as well as the new people who just came out to experience it. Thank you. We do that for our people to unite through laughter, song, and dance, you know what I mean, so we can learn to get along and get it and, and, and unify like other races do. So to be part of this On Point movement, go on Facebook, follow, uh, request us as a Facebook friend at On Point Enterprises, On Point Enterprises, On Point, one word, O-N-P-O-I-N-T, Enterprises E N T E R P R I Z I Z. If you're on Instagram, team underscore on point two one five. Again, Instagram is team underscore on point two one five. If you're on Twitter, it's at team on point. Again, Twitter is at team on point. You can email us any of your suggestions, comments, or concerns at on point two one five at gmail. Again, that email is on point two one five at gmail. You can go on our website, onpoint215.weebly.com. Again, onpoint Uh, You can call us directly with any of your comments, suggestions, or concerns at 267-417-ONPT. That's on 267 267-417-6678. That's how you become a part of the On Point movement, by following us. Um, tuning into our radio show at Tinder the I have hopefully you want to join on point the on point team where we can find something for you to do within the family uh at which you're good at and make this this movement grow. Peace and power back to you on the Dre. One of
2: Right. thank you so much. I just want to add too that if you are listening via by- internet, um, you will be probably disconnected at 10 o'clock. So what you can do is call in so you can listen to the rest of the show. And that number is 724-444-7444. Press 143-343 is the PIN number. And then press that pound one pound to actually listen, and star eight to relate. So again, we're gonna give you that number, 724-444-7444, and press the print number, which is 143-343-pound, one to listen, and then you press star eight to relate. You find something that you want to add on, or perhaps have a story that you wanna tell us, feel free to press that star eight, and you can go live on air, we love to hear from you.
5: Okay,
2: you so a caller? do we? We do have a caller. Okay. Yeah, but you, uh, if you
5: want to proceed on, and then bring your bring the caller on after you get done, by all means.
2: Okay, I just have um that I do want to do before I do bring on that caller. Um now. Before I bring on the other person, too, that was very, you know, supportive of me during those times that I lost my mom, I do want to go into this part of the conversation because this is, this is like, too funny, you know. The years that we had to make do what it do, you know what I'm saying, when, you know, mothers is out there, they're struggling, you know, sometimes you try to do the little homemade haircuts and stuff like that, and <laughs> poor Ty had to be a victim of that. <laughs> <laughs> He had to meet a victim that sat in the chair and looked like he had a bulb on his head. And I never forget that time when Tyrese went to school because he caught himself trying to cut his own hair because I couldn't really afford to actually get him to go to the barbershop because I was practicing barbering at the time when he was little and you know I hadn't yet mastered that part because of the fact that I was mastered in being a stylist but I didn't master the barbering time at that particular time so Tyrese was the victim <laughs> but I remember the time Tyrese and it was so funny the time when you cut your own hair and you had this big patch huh. in your head and you tried to act like you fell asleep and you just looked like that <laughs> Yes, and you went to school and the teacher said what are you doing what did you do that and you said yeah i cut my own hair and she said oh why did you do that and you oh because i want to be a barber when i grow up
3: (laughs) it's ironic because now i am a barber
2: that's the funniest part it's the funniest part and it's like Oh, my God! Because my son walked out the door, he put his hand on his head, so I didn't see it until he came back home and then when he took he went to sleep, he put a scarf on his head, so I was like, "That's a little strange for him to put a scarf on his head, but by the morning when I woke him up for school the next day after that the, the scarf fell off, so I was like, "Oh my God, what happened to my baby? Oh my God, you know he got out of his to sleep." <laughs> Yes. So tell us what
3: that was all about. Well, I went downstairs, and it was late at night. Everybody was upstairs asleep and I don't know. I, I'm curious, George. I always have been a curious child, but curiosity always skinned the cat. But that time, it definitely scared me. No. <laughs> <Literally. laughs>
2: you didn't know but about guards or nothing like that, did?
3: I took I took the Clippers. I blindly didn't even look at a mirror. I just brazed it over the top of my head. And I felt what I felt though was a little bit, I mean, I didn't even hear it once it became a shim, and <laughs> nothing, you know, I, everything was gone. I, I, I touched it. It was nothing there. I decided to hide it next morning. It, it wasn't hottable. <laughs> it wasn't hottable.
1: <laughs> told me I was
3: still going to school. They laughed, laughed, laughed. And that's what I wanted to be. So, me
2: being me, I said I wanted to be a barber. <laughs> that, that is funny. And you know what? It's so funny because my son had pretty, pretty curly hair. Still do. <laughs> and I was able to get away with a whole lot because I jacked up a few haircuts, but because he had some pretty curly hair, everybody focused on the curls instead. And when his hair started getting longer and longer, I said, I got creative. I said, you know what, Ty? We want to do dreads. (laughs) I knew how to do that. So that's when he was like the first kid at five years old to go to school with dreads. (laughs) Only one in the classroom. But everybody loved it. The teacher was like, oh, my God, his hair is so cute. I love the way you did it. Well, actually, what they didn't know was I was trying to cover up that mistake because the back and the sides looked like I had shaved it off with a bowl and I couldn't blend (laughs) it. So I turned around. I said, I didn't want to cut his curls off. So I started dreading his hair. So he had dreads that was hanging over. <laughs> the ball the ballpark right there and um, it became a a fad so he wore for several years like that and everybody was like wow your dress looks so nice because he would get it done I would twist it up every two weeks sometimes every week you know he was looking fly going to school you know what I mean Keep it all nice but I remember the times when economically we could not afford things like you know sneakers and stuff like that you know so we had to make it do what it do you know we had the Sykes instead of the nikes and uh mm-hmm. you know uh we used to make up little shirts and stuff there are no jordans <laughs> oh yeah 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 the jordans the fake me out jordans and you know <laughs> we had all kind of aki shirts the nikes with the little nike sign that we knew we got from uh former mills
3: <laughs> yeah nike sign was peeling off
2: <laughs> right right <laughs> I remember we used to go to uh, Wildwood and Wildwood had a place where they had um, sneakers and it would be like all the like big name brand sneakers like Pumas and Nikes and all that stuff. You can get all that for like $15 and the guy would sell Aki, you know, stuff and he would um, sell me $15 and sometimes he would do like two for 20 or whatever because I would come to him and buy like four pairs sneakers because of course it wouldn't last that long but <laughs> because you know kids they also run stuff down so quickly but uh, one of the things that was so funny was the fact that I couldn't even get mad when he would get a hole in him or anything like that because it was like, okay, well, I only paid $15 for it. I got two pairs for 20 But we made it do what he do because we wanted to make sure that he had something to go to school with, with the, you know, shoes on his feet. And then yep. I remember that we went to pay less. Remember we got the ones with the little light ups and stuff like that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> now. I know you ain't putting on nothing like that now because if it ain't the real thing, you ain't trying to do that no more, but that's no. just how far we came. Yeah. You <laughs> came a long I, way, Ma. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember the nights when we had, we would take the bus home from these different places and different nursing homes and stuff, and we would be waiting on the bus for like an hour to an hour and a half, and we would I'll make up songs at the road, bus
1: stop.
2: Yes! God. Oh, my God. We was way out there. And I mean, we're talking about in the boondocks where you couldn't see nobody's hand. If you put your hand in front of you, the person, you couldn't even see them. That's just how pitch black it was. Unless Whoa. a car came by. And we were so faithful to going back and forth seven days a week trying to make this work. Now, my son, he was in school, but at the times that he was off from like, you know, spring break or... <laughs> Every day, helping me out. You know what I'm saying? There was times my son learned how to get home from school, and he learned how to take the bus at an early age. So there was times when he took the bus to come and meet me, you know, just to make sure that Mommy wasn't going home by herself late at night or just to come and give me a hand over at the place to, you know, help me shampoo and things like that. So that's what it's all about. It's about that teamwork, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) And and a lot of people don't do that no more. I mean, you don't see these kids nowadays. You got to kind of bust them over the head to get them to do stuff. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to pitch in and help and help mom say, like, help, do what? Oh, no. I ain't <laughs> asked to come here. Look, <laughs> you are own... Yeah. Earn that right to take care of your mom and help your mother as much as you can. If you got one of those kids that don't want to do that, listen. You got to sit them down and talk to them. See, old school. We grew up old school, okay. Old school was I wish you would jump out that chair and tell me what you want to, what you want to do, and what you not gonna do, okay. And I'm busting my hump trying to make sure that I put food on your on this table and a roof over your head. Are we gonna pull this together? But you know, one thing I always taught my son was always take a negative and turn it into a positive and always take your test and make it a testimony. And that's what we did, baby, because we here.
3: Yep. Stronger than
2: ever. Yes. Stronger than ever. And the love and the bond is still there stronger than ever. Ain't going nowhere. Now I don't want to forget this caller that is on the line. So do we still have this caller on the line? Caller, are you
1: there?
2: Hello. Hello. Let me introduce this one formally. <laughs> this is the love of my life, Mr. Robert, and I have I am pleased to have him here because besides my son, who was also there, these two guys here—they are my rock. I'm gonna tell y'all. Sometimes when I was crying three, four o'clock in the morning and needed somebody to call and scream and yell and you know this is not fair and falling out in the can on and you know looking up and he was right at the door knock 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 I'm here I just need that shoulder to cry on and he was there This is my better half, Mister Robert. Hi, sweetie. How are you this evening? Uh, all right,
6: I'm doing fine. I'm
2: all just enjoying right.
6: the show. I'm just enjoying the show. You on your side? I'm just enjoying the stories.
2: Aww, you know, Aww.
6: I'm just enjoying the stories. That the bond that y'all have with each other. Yes. Yes. And, I, yes. and I know, I know you love the ground your son walk on, just like he loves the ground you walk on.
5: Oh yeah. You know, yes.
6: I yes. I wish I had a mother right now. You know. Okay. Right. My mom died 25 years ago. That was my ace in the hole. She wasn't just a mom to me. She was like my sister. I could tell my mom anything, anything in this world, she would listen. Mm -hmm. I've been on my own since I was 13 years old. My dad died back in 1975 at the age of 48 years old. Okay, my mom was struggling with three kids. uh, uh, I'm the second oldest. Well, my sister, she older. I'm the second oldest. My brother, he was a uh, he was a baby, but he dead now. He he uh, passed away two years ago. I've been on my own since I was 13. My mom didn't want me to leave, but I told her, "Mom, I'm going to be a man." She was like, "Oh no, no, son, I got you." I said, "No, mom, I got you." I was out there doing my thing, you know, hustling, doing this, doing that, and you know, I'm not going to say where I got the money from. But I would help my mom out all the time. I would come by. I would give my mom money. I would I would even pay my mom's rent. I would That's even so pay cool. my mom's rent for her. She said I didn't have to pay it. But I'm like, no, mom, you are, you, you are my life. And I miss my mom still up until today. I yeah. love that woman. I love that woman. You know, I might be getting a little emotional, but... That's the way it is because the day is Mother's Day.
2: Now, how do you celebrate a life that is gone? That's basically what our topic is. So how do you deal with that? Well, I think about the good times me and my mom had.
6: That's Uh That's the way I celebrate it. I think about all the good times we had. We had some bad times. We had some good times. But I still thank God that my mom was around you know, for a long time. But, you know, we all got to go one day. But I just, you know, I think about it. I just think about the good times. Like I was telling you today, I'll mm-hmm. I be thinking about the good times me and my mom had, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. it just makes me feel good. I mean, I just take one day at a time because we don't know when, we don't know when we're going, but when we lose our loved ones, we do feel sad. But, you know, like on, and, you know, like on when the years go by, you know, it's going to get, I ain't going to say it's going to get better, but it's going to get, you know, just a little easier, just a little relief. You're still going to think about them, you know. But as they would say, life must go on without me. You know, I didn't want my mom to go, but, you know, it was her time. God said, God called it, it was her time. But I still think about all the good times we had together. Mm -hmm. You know, I just take one day at a time. I think about my mom every day because my mom, she raised two of my kids until she died. She didn't have to do that, but that's what she wanted to do. I appreciate that every day. I even tell my kids, I say, your grandmom raised you until she couldn't raise you no more until she passed away. Some grandmothers wouldn't even be raising their grandkids. they would say, oh, no, I ain't raising them. Them, your kids. But Mm -hmm. my mom raised my kids until until she closed her eyes, and I appreciate that. And I used to always promise my mom, because I used to be out here doing whatever, drinking and this and drugging or whatever I did, but I promised my mom on her deathbed when she died, I said, Mom, I would never take a drink again. I've been clean for, well, I ain't, been, I ain't took a drink in 30 years, and I even made people be asking me this, but what I'm about to say, whoever listening, they might say, well, Dad, he must be crazy. I said if I ever take a drink again, God kill me because I made my mom proud that I stopped doing the things that I was doing. She cried, but it was a happy cry that she did. It was a happy cry. I remember all that stuff.
2: Wow. You know, you've been through a lot um, as well um, with the loss of your brother, the loss of your mom, the loss of your dad. You even lost your grandmother. Um, what is some advice that you can give other people that's listening when it comes down to days like this and how to deal with it and how to, you know, take one day at a time?
6: Well, well, uh, first of all, you know, just like I tell people now, honor your mother and your father now, you know, when they're gone, because I hear people be saying now, oh, I hate my mom. I hate this. Just like I said, I wish I had a mom. Okay. Your mom might get on your nerves sometimes, but that's still your mom. She'd be trying to tell you the right things to do. You might don't want to hear it, but when your mom closed her eyes and ain't going to be there for you no more, you're going to regret it. So right now, whoever listening, I don't care if you're mad with your mom, call your mom up right now, tell your mom, look, mom, I love you. I'm sorry. I love you, mom. You, you are trying to look out for my
2: behalf. That's right. Yes, you know what? I love what you're saying, and I love what you know. You're taking it from a person who's had experience, and even with me having that experience, because once it's all said and done, you know that's it. The the, the final yeah. curtain call is there. Now, some people say, "Oh, it gets easier," but for me, I don't no. see that happening right now. Because when no, it's your it mom,
6: it don't get easy. That's your mom. She the one brought you in this world. Right. Your mom brought you in this world. Just like I told you, babe, your mom brought you in this world. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's it's plenty of times that you really is going to, I mean, really break down. You might not break down now, but it's really times that you're going to break down because you miss your mom that bad. Your mom brought you in this world. She spent nine months with you in her womb. So it's hard. It's hard. Okay. People be saying, Oh, well, you need to get over right now. Get over what, yeah, because your mom's dead because your because your siblings is dead. No, you can't get over that that easy. You would never get over it. You know, it might get easier in years to come, maybe, maybe not, but I'm just saying
2: this is my opinion
6: right here, you know you're always yeah. going to think about them, you're always going to love them. I don't care what nobody say about, oh, you need to get over it. Get over it for what? Now, if the, the the same person says things like that, people that say things like that, they didn't have this experience yet. When they have this experience, they are, they are going to realize it's not that easy.
2: That's right. That's true. Yeah. And we all got to go there at some point, you know what I mean, with our loved ones. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. the
6: truth. It's not that yeah. easy to get over no death. It's no, not.
2: No, that's the truth. No, nope, yes. it's not. And I'm I'm taking it every day at a time. I mean, I really thank God for my two rocks here because these two treat me like the queen that, you know that the ground that I walk on, they treat me like a queen. And I appreciate that. They're my rocks. They stand by me. If I'm having a, where you at, mom? You know, my son will call. Are you okay? You having a bad day? Let's talk about it. You know, I know you're thinking about grandma because I'm thinking about grandma. And, And it's times like that, you know, when you got loved ones that's like, really being there for you, you know, they, you got shoulders to cry on. It it matters. It makes a whole big difference. You know, it just makes it a little bit easier to go through, but honestly speaking, I I wouldn't say that it gets easier because it doesn't because I don't care if it's thirty years from now. You're gonna always cry like it happened yesterday. You're gonna remember every moment, every last moment, you know, that you shared, even to the time that she closed her eyes. And I'll okay. say this much: even when it came down with me, I literally had to watch my mother die. She, in her final stages, in her final times, her final moments, you know, before she closed her eyes. So watching her take her last breath. My mom went down like a trooper, okay, because she died holding me. I was holding my mother's in in my arms when she passed, you know, and she died looking at me, gasping for breath. But she kept her eyes focused on me the whole time. That's how strong our bond was, you know what I'm saying? And I sang to her. I talked to her told her how much I loved her, told her how much she meant to me, told her how much, you know, I cared about her. She knew that because she always told me, she told me even on her deathbed, she said, I'm proud of you. And she said, I had the right one in charge, and I know everything was going to be okay. And I told my mother before she even closed her eyes, I said, you know what? Everything is going to be taken care of. I don't want you worrying about me, how I'm going to get on with my life, what I'm going to do, who's going to take care of me, because I'm grown. You raised your daughter the way you're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate all those times. And, you know, those final moments counting all the way down to watch your parent pass. When you feel the hands going cold and you're trying to warm it up with your hands, like you physically thinking you're doing something to keep that person here. And you realize, Oh my God, it's nothing I can do. This moment is really about to happen. And no matter how much love, how much prayer, how much I try to warm her hands and try to make her feel comfortable. This is really going to go down. It's nothing I can do to stop this, you know, um, that's why those moments before time, while that person is on Earth, even up to the very last moment that you share those moments, tell your mother how much me and my son we got this bond. Every time we get off the phone, I love you, mom. He always say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know I love him for that because he always lets me know. You listen. You know, you the queen of my life. You know who you dealing with, Mom. Remember the, the stages of dating and stuff like that. My <laughs> son, he ain't played it. He was, you know. Tell him about that real quick, sweetheart.
3: Every 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 guy that thought he was going to come into her life, I'll, I'll be right there. Like, nah, it ain't happening.
2: <laughs> I, you gotta go to <laughs> me
3: before you get to her. <laughs>
2: That's right. That's right.
3: Because, like I said, a, un- talking mm-hmm. about an unbreakable bond. Grandma even left a note to you. Yes. That is an unbreakable bond, even after death. She knew what her time was going to be, and she knew that she was going to find that letter. That is an unbreakable, believable bond.
2: Yes. Oh, yes. My mom had um, the note that he's speaking about. My mother had wrote love letters to me. Um, And she had kept them in a safe where all her paperwork was at. She told me where all the paperwork and everything was at. And she said that I can go through them and read them. And the notes that she would, you know, tell me is, I love you. I will always love you. You know what I mean? She would say things like telling me how to, you know, go about handling the business. My mother had everything set in order so well. To that it was not even hard to handle any of her, you know, um, estate issues or anything like that, because she had everything there word for word. She said, I do not want you to be stressed out. I know this is a hard time for you. This is what she wrote. I know this is going to be a hard time for you, but I need you to do this for mommy, and I know you can do it. That's why I assigned you to it this is what I need you to do. She would give me step by step. I need you to call this person. I need you to call this place. I need you to do this. This is the phone number. This is the address. This is the website. Everything was lined up. And the sad part about it is my mother, after all the time I, you know, was trying to figure out, um, what was the cause of her death, and, you know, I heard, you know, the doctors giving me reports of some of the ailments that we did not know at the time, but my mom also wrote a letter for me to find in her room stating that only to find out that the real cause of my mother's death was medication that was prescribed to my mother that caused her to have leukemia. There was a side effect and all the side effects that was listed, she underlined it. And those are the things that she was experiencing. And she said, this is what made mommy sick. She didn't want to tell us during that time what she was going through. But she had left a letter because I always talked about the fact that when my dad died, there was no closure. We didn't know anything. All we knew is dad got he had a seizure, and that was it. But to see that my mother, you know, had left something like that, and she pretty much gave me closure by, you know, saying, hey, this is what was the cause of my death. This is what caused the sickness. This is what caused the leukemia. You know what I'm saying? And, yes, I do get creative ex This doctor prescribed her some medicine and took my mother out, but I, I can't change that part. You know what I mean? Um, All I can do is live with that, of course, look into legal situations, okay, which will happen. However, you know, in the meantime, you know, at least I have a cause. At least I have letters that I can go back to when she said, I love you even after death. You know, that bond, like he just said, will always be there. So, you know, I know that you guys have something to say. I'm going to go to you, Ty, and then I'm going to go to you, Rob, and then if we have any callers that want to check in, just press that star eight so we can bring you right on. So, Ty, what do you have to say about this this show this evening?
3: Oh, mean, it's a hard topic to, to touch on, but it's a topic that a lot of us got to, gotta, uh, like, a lot of us—it's a topic that a lot of us questions and and, and and thoughts that we have within ourselves that we don't really talk to, uh, talk to talk about it to anybody. But like, it's, it's stuff like this that brings it together. Like, but anybody who is on uh, uh, any medication called hydro hydroxyurea, or uh-huh. um, which is now called, it is now called. um c m l hydroxy that is what is now called it has is a radiational medicine that has a side effect of leukemia and that is unfortunately the medicine that my grandma passed from but that medicine is, is 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 not a good medicine if you y'all listen those who's listening if y'all know anybody on that medicine please get them off or seek some type of help or 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 something, because you don't know what could be going on due to that medicine. And it, it might, it may not be everybody, but it, it, it happened and it, it happened already. So don't, no. don't let it be a a, a reoccurring uh, history because some, you don't know, cause we didn't know. And now somebody should know, somebody should know and the doctor should right. know, but, for those who listening, just make sure if just check y'all check your people if your loved ones check their medicine if if that's what they're on, talk to the doctor see if you see if y'all can do something about it, but that is not a good medicine to be on not yeah that's all I'm really yes. have to say,
2: yes, and you know what I thank you so much for being a part of this panel, but most of all, how about this i I thank you for being my son, I thank you for loving me the way I love you. <laughs> how
3: about that? <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt,
2: no doubt. How, how about this? I love you and ain't nothing you can do about it.
3: How about I love you more?
2: Oh my
3: baby.
2: I know that you do have to go and I know you obligated to do some other things, but I do appreciate you joining me this evening on a very, very special edition of sophisticated ladies for mother's day and telling them ladies out there that yes, you can, you know, be raised in a broken home and have a single parent and still be good, you know, and still come out on top, you know, and I appreciate you. Is there anything else you want to say before you do sign off?
3: No, that is all. I, I, besides, happy Mother's Day. Everybody enjoy the rest of your Mother's Day. You too, man. yo, guess
5: what? Yo, yeah. guess what? You got to tell your mom something, man. Do me exactly. a favor. Can you, tell her, can you tell your mom that this is the 100th episode? Can you tell her that?
3: Ma, this is the 100th episode
2: gosh on my day (laughs) that is awesome I'm loving that that is a very special episode (laughs) wow awesome 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 I'm loving that (laughs) yes indeed and you know again thank you so much baby I appreciate that Um, anything that you want to add on Rob
6: well the only thing I want to add on, I I love the show and I love to make you laugh and stuff because sometimes you say to me, oh, you sound just like mom, mom. You do just like my mom, mom, just like, just like I love when you do the baby talk because you say you should do that with your mom. I just love, I just love that. I just love to make you laugh and make you smile every day. Aww, I just love so that. Baby.
2: Yeah. Aww.
6: That is so sweet. I just love it because you say sometimes, oh, you remind me of my mom. I mean, that right there makes me feel good, and and I know that makes you feel good. That, you know, like your mom is still there. Like I always say, your mom is still there. Your mom is watching over you every day, every night, every hour, every minute.
2: That's the truth. And 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 your mom is proud of you.
6: That's all I'm saying. Your mom is proud of you.
2: Oh, thank you, and I know she is, because you know what, I've been so proud of her, and and I'm appreciative of her, and, you know, that's good, you know, good words of wisdom, I appreciate that. We do Mm -hmm. have a couple more callers that have something to say to us, so let's take these callers. Who do we have next on caller number two? Hello, hello, hello.
4: Peace, peace and power. This, this is me, Wonder J. This is just me. I'm just still tuning in this minute.
1: Okay. And um.
4: congratulations on yet another um, special highlighted moment on your show. You know what I mean? Yeah. it have not happen to a better person. You know what I mean? I'm glad this Mother's Day show fell on our 100th episode. I'm, I'm, I'm elated by that. you know
2: what I mean? Yes. I'll tell you, it made me feel like a star. That's beautiful. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anything you have to say?
4: Well, before, before you know, we sign off or you go, however, you know, whatever's happening, I want to say, yet again, I remember cutting my own hair. And the uh-uh. summer, and I went through the summer wearing those Aquarius, the zodiac sign hat, the winter Scully. I went through a whole summer wearing a Scully with Aquarius on it when I cut my hair. I remember my mom putting a bowl over top of my head and cutting my <laughs> hair. <laughs> I remember these same situations, man. But you know what? I ended up cutting all my little cousin's hair, and I experimented. I was putting champagne glasses in the back of their head. I was putting oh short God. insides in the back of their head. This was back then before barbers got nice with it now, and they start making the instruments to do it with. I was doing it with the regular size cookies, you know what I mean? And I, to this day, cut my own hair. I will not go to a barber. And, you know, your son had it absolutely correct you know you want it done learn how to do it yourself you save money you save time and you yeah. learn to trade and steal at the same time and um, I cut my son's hair and to this day I still cut my son's hair especially if they want a real quick joint you know because they wolf in they say can you cut me I still do it you know what I mean so I, again I just commend you man I swear y'all sound like me and my mom about this joint
2: Practice makes perfect, they always say, right? So, you know, you got to mess up before you get even better. But um, I I really appreciate that because, you know, my son and I, our bonds was like always special. People would be like, Tag, y'all act like y'all brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? We would be in here clowning around, having so much fun. And half the time it was just us, just, I mean, making a whole bunch of noise, acting stupid. (laughs) And still do.
4: And people yeah. still today can't believe that my mom is my mom because she still looks young. People don't believe that I have children over 20. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. a, a good genius. I mean, mm-hmm. but um, I, listen, this is a heck of a show and a way to end the Mother's Day Appreciation Week, and my condolences to you your husband as well, I mean your fiance as well and all the other right. people out there who lost some of her because um mm-hmm. though we know nobody lives forever, I already know when my mom go If you think I'm standoffish and mean now, you and unapproachable when she go, I know. Um because that's the that's the closest person. There's only one other person That's close to my mom, you know, as my mom. You know what I mean? And um, I, actually, one of those people other than my sister is, is DJ Chip. You know what I mean? And
1: you know,
4: people put people, you know, the creator put people in your life for a reason. You know
1: That's what I'm right. saying?
4: And, and, you know, I I, I just, I, I don't know what that feels like. I can't imagine it. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping that day and time don't come too soon.
2: That's right, and especially being unnecessary like it was with my mom's death. It was like, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, really her time. But she wanted me to know what was the cause of her death. So she made sure that week before she went in the hospital is when she, you know, wrote letters and things like that. And she wrote stuff and I can tell when it was happening because it was then that her handwriting started changing, you know, so it wasn't as clear, but reading those letters and reading those, you know, plans and telling me about the medicines and stuff like that. It, it brought comfort and closure because my mom knew that I didn't have any type of closure when it came down to my dad. And I often spoke about that. You know what I mean? When it came down to his, his death, cause it was like, we didn't see that coming. It's like, you know, dad went to bed and woke up and what you mean daddy's gone? You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to embrace, but stuff like that, you gotta, it's life. You know what I'm saying? And, and you gotta deal with it. Uh, but um you know I what? appreciate your comments.
4: I, I just wanna say this one last thing, Wonder Dre. Mm-hmm. Um also I wanna include DJ Chell in that who lost his mom.
1: You know, yeah
4: um yes. his father. Um mm-hmm. but also I wanna add uh the day before no, yesterday or the day before, I took my mom, I took five bottles, empty bottles of pills to write aid for my mom. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm quick to ask her, "Did you look at the, you know, side effects of these pills or this medicine?" And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she'd say, "Oh yeah, they are." Right, it's for this, that, and the third. So, because your son said what he said on air Night, when I go pick her medication up, I'm gonna write down the names of all of them myself and look up yes. the side effects myself, so that I know what's been taken. You know what I mean? Because I tell mm-hmm. all the time, I don't take medication. I don't take right. medicine. I won't take a pill for a headache, you know what I mean, um, mm-hmm. because the side effects, you know, like, right. like you know, like they say, that, you know, you have some things that kill off the bad bacteria, but mm-hmm. there's some things that also kill off some of the good bacteria, you know what That's I mean? That's right. So, yeah, I, I, I thank y'all for, you know, making me consciously aware of that, too, instead of just wanting oh. to have medicine and dropping it off and picking it up and bringing it to her. Now, I need right. to do what I need to do as far as checking the side effects of it. You know
2: what I mean, definitely do your research and Google, guys out there, because, um, like I said, at the time, you know, um, and before that, my mom she didn't start taking medicine until she was seventy six. And it started off with little by this, little by little. She was taking a medicine for this, medicine for that. And my mom didn't like taking medication because she wasn't used to it. I mean, for 76 years on earth, my mom never had to take any medicine. And then it started becoming one pill turned into, you need this to go with that and you need this to go with that. And then it, before it was over, by the time she got to her 80th year, they had her on like eight to nine different medications and the medications was getting stronger and stronger. And half of the reasons why the medications were going like that is because one thing led to heart disease. So now you got to take something for the heart. Now you done took something for the heart. You got to take this because you got high blood pressure because of the medicine that you took for the heart. You know what I'm saying? So it actually was making it worse than what it was. And, you know, um, we did not get a chance to really, like, follow through every single medication and what each medication had did until later. By that time, it was too late. That's when we started realizing the effects. And the effects happened all at once, you know, and and took her out quickly. You know, um, but my mom knew that it had to have been a side effect from the medication. So the week before she had went in the hospital, while she was yet still sick and not telling us, because, you know, parents, they try to keep secrets because we don't want to hurt our, our kids and we don't want them to be worried and stuff. She wrote letters and she dated them. And that, you know, to let me know, you know, it's on this particular date that I'm writing, thinking and telling you that. This medication is making me sick. My mom had glaucoma, so she couldn't read a lot of the um, side effects. So something she had trusted in the doctor, you know what I mean, And, and what they were saying, but she didn't have, you know, Google and things like that. We didn't know that it was because of one other medication that led to her taking another medication and that medication leading to her taking the other medication because you're never going to really understand those things scientifically. You know what I'm saying? When it comes down to those medicines and stuff, and it's very hard to come down to that point. But had we had known then, oh, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't even have went that route. But my mom did try to take herself off the medications, but by that time it was too late. So that's why we, you're telling people, take out that time to Google every single medicine and every, you know, side effect there is, you know, and um, it can save your life, let's put it that way. But I do want to shout out um, DJ Chill, because um, not only did he lose his parents, but he also was there for me during the time when my mother had passed. Um, During the time that she was sick, he called me every single day. He stayed on the phone with me, you know, several nights and talked to me and made sure that I was all right. When my mom passed, I looked up, and 20 minutes to a half hour later, who was walking in that, that door was him. And amongst other people, too, but I appreciate those moments, you know, because it takes a good friend, you know what I mean, to be there, and he was there during that time when I went to go view my uh, mother's body before we had the funeral, he was there with me holding my hand then. You know what I'm saying? The time of the funeral, the the burial, even with the uh, repast, and even after he was just cheering me up the whole time. Hey, girl, what's up? What you doing? You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you got to keep you got to keep yourself going, girl. You got to keep your mind occupied, and you appreciate that. So, DJ Chill, I want to tell you, thank you too, as well for being there for me at the time that I needed. You know, you so much, and I'm gonna bring you in because I know you have some things that you want to say.
5: Well yeah, you know, you already know. That's how we pose the role. Like people I don't know what y'all go through or what y'all want to go through or even if you have to go through it, but it is what it is. Everything happens for a reason. You gotta figure it out (laughs) straight (laughs) up. But I look at things and I say, Hey y'all, life is really impossible figure out and every time we try and we try to go on the right way and try to go down that right road we're always going to look at things different we're not even going to be on the same page but I'm I starting to notice that the devil was getting crazier and crazier every year and I'm still trying to figure out is this day going to go by without individuals actually either contacting you maybe they at work or calling you or showing you some type of love because your mom passed away in this Mother's Day year, and wow, like,
1: mm-hmm.
5: it's uncanny. But right. it shows the heart. Either you are, uh, if you're not a Christian or if you are a Christian, but if you got goodness in your heart, that's the big thing. And if you let the evil overpower the goodness then when you pass away or if that individual passed away then you're gonna be regretting the fact that you could have just took one freaking finger and make a phone call and say, hey, no matter what we went through or whatever or ever, whatever, whatever I'm still, you know, saying I mothers day, appreciate you whatever It might come out your mouth. Right. Now I know with me, when my parents passed away, eighty two, my father, eighty four, my mom. I, it was, how you gonna say it? Like I told everybody before, I treated everything like somebody went to college. If my boys or somebody I know went to college, I know I'm gonna see him again, and that's how I did it. And then I had great backing because she put me through. That daggone military school, and you know, I was pissed off about that, but you know, body for your military came, was a problem. But I noticed that my mom always was on the educational movement, even though they both were school teachers, because she was at Sheraton, and I was at, and my father was at Gillespie, and she was at an all white school, but everything was all about education. You gotta learn, you gotta learn. Then she started the tutorial program over there in um because she was fighting to get Shelham didn't really want black kids to be really um taught over there. It was kinda crazy. It was some real racist stuff. So she fought, she got the dag on uh neighborhood families together and everything. And she started a tutorial program inside her own inside the house. And started teaching, you know, kids inside the crib. I'm like, what in the world? Wow no. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm young, like, dang, I got people coming here in and out. Then she started teaching white people. I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, you know white people
1: oh, Okay. And I was like, wow.
5: But me being an outgoing guy, and I'm the only child, so everybody, my friend, even to this day, even my boys keep telling me, like, yo, you can't trust everybody. I'm like, all right, I trust them until they burn me. And then I can do whatever I want to them. <laughs> that's when I could turn up. I, I let, I'll give you three strikes. Now, if you want to get me three times, and I'm stupid enough to let you get me three times, then you already know I want to do some damage. And it's, you know, doors is wide open. But I look at all the stuff I went through and all the learning, all the trials and tribulations and all the people that are still dying that I, can't believe we're dying at an early age or even at an elderly age. Because there's more older people passing away now because I guess and I look at it in the big picture. If something ever happens, if this world gets to the point that we have to go to a war like Syria has, all this daggone mess, the streets is all messed up, bombs everywhere, will we go back for our parents? Or will we just be like, okay, we got to keep it going? And that's gonna be a hard thing to do, 'cause you know, a lot of your parents is in a nursing home, and you are we on the opposite side of this daggone city. Are you gonna, one, go save your parents when you know you can't carry them because some of them is, you know, afflicted or they overweight or whatever? Are you gonna to try to save your children that you have presently, or do you wanna just die all together? And that's gonna be a um, a situation for a lot of people for the near future because this world's gonna get worse before it gets better. Oh yeah. But you gotta always remember the memories, and it's best since it's Mother's Day, and people that might have problems with their mother just remember the good memories. Even if you and if you ain't got no good memories because you probably didn't never meet your mom, then learn about them. Start That's asking right. people who knew your mom. Good memories. Don't ask them the bad memories because you can get that a, a dime a dozen. That's for the good stuff because good always outweighs the bad. And we just got to have love. After Mother's Day go by, you got to show love for the rest of the week. And it's going to be hard because the devil do not want you to have love. He wants you to be hate, 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 hate. And then you're going to have other stuff that's going to come and misguide you. But if you could defeat it with love, honor, respect, humility, and a new renewing of your mind, we you might be able to change the whole daggone world because it always starts That's with it. one person. But, That's you know,
1: right.
5: I got to always figure out why that my parents passed away at early age, and I'm like, dang, so if it was older, would I be going through what I be going through now? Would I be walking around as a daggone doctor or a lawyer? Cause I know my mom would have had keep beating me up till I get it right. <laughs> yeah. But there's something in me that I know and I'm starting to see. And a lot of people don't know me, so they're trying to judge me, but that's to each his own. So they figure me out and learn who the hell I am, then they're going to wake up. But you got to find out who you are. And some people got to look in the mirror to see who they are.
0: Right. Some days
5: you might be one way, and then the next day you might be another way. That could be your father, or that could be your mother, or that could be just you.
2: Right. Miss,
5: who are it's you? Funny. And that's the big thing got to be.
2: Yes. It's funny because you had mentioned something, and you said, you know, something about beatings. And, and, and I got go to go there for a minute. It's so funny because I remember the the beatings that we used to get. Like, I used to get when I was little. And one of the things that my mom used to say is, I beat you because I love you. And it's oh, like, wait a minute. How do you beat me until I cry? And you tell me because I love you. And I did not understand that as a child, but I understand it now that I'm grown. You know why? Because if she didn't love me, she would have never chastised me to tell me what was right and what was wrong. I would have been learning the street way as opposed to, you know, the way it's supposed to be, the right way, you know. And some people, some children nowadays, they're learning streetwise, street wisdom, and they're not learning wisdom from at home or the right. old time wisdom that we were taught. You know, so them beatings, them syllable beatings and the carrying on that we used to have, you know, I look at it and now I laugh at it and I smile. Nowadays, you can't even beat your kids. You know what I'm saying? But if you old school and you over 40 years old and you remember the syllable beatings when it's didn't I tell you not to do the? Oh, yeah, you yes, remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. She beat you till yeah, you got I, it right. <laughs> I guess what? got old Yes, but it makes you a better person. And yep. she said, she's always said, I'd rather tell you and I'd rather beat it into you than for you to learn it on the streets, you know. And it's those times that, you know, make you the better person and you can sit back and say, you know what, that's why she made me who I am today. Because it was funny because
5: It's funny you uh-huh. say that because spankers really made you think twice. Now, so these kids don't even got to think twice. They're like, Psh, what? I'm just going to get talked to. All they're going to do is say, oh, now you know what you did was wrong. Don't do it again. God is watching you. And, and you know, God doesn't like ugly. And they're like, oh, yeah? Psh, well, all right. That's what I'm talking about. That's it? <laughs> I just got talked talk to you. Oh, my God. You know what? This is what I got to do, right? All I got to do is... um. Go to church on Sunday, and then all I got to do is pray for forgiveness, and then everything's washed clean. Man, get that. See, these kids right here, they already know what time it is. They're like, oh, you know what? <laughs> you sweet. <laughs> I'm going to treat you just like bear Me. You sweeter than bear meat, matter of fact. <laughs> and the kids are just tripping because uh-huh. they know they can't get in trouble. So think about it like this, parents. A man that mm-hmm. you can't spank your kids no more, soon it might be a law. You can't talk to them wrong anymore. You can't say, hey, you're not allowed to do that. You might get locked up for that. So okay. if that happens, if that happens and you see it happening, then you're going to say, well, oh, you know what? Back in the day, they used to spank the kids. Now you're going to be talking like, you know what? Back in the day, they used to be to chastise their kids. Like, come on, man. What's going to happen in the future? Don't you see? We are being
2: uh-huh.
5: hoodwinked, you know, bamboozled. We are being changed. We're being trained at the same on time, and the kids are evolving. So if you got one child growing up bringing home, you know, a, um, a homosexual, next mm-hmm. thing you know, they might start bringing home an animal. Then after that, they might bring home a thing. Now, what the hell is a thing? I don't even want to know. So I'm hoping we don't get to uh-huh. that that lifestyle. But you got to remember, revelations is real. Now you can't uh-huh. tell the winter from the summer, the summer from the winter. Imagine what they're gonna say when you see them damn locusts running around with razor sharp teeth. And I hope to God we ain't here for that one. But if uh-huh. you are, this is the past, and we talking like we in the future hello
2: i know that's right well you know what before i do my closing there was i definitely want to go to the song of my girl because let me tell you my mother and i we were so we were like two peas in a pot. we were like best friends i could just like rob was saying earlier i could talk to my mom about anything, you know, date guys that I have dated, you know what I mean? Things that would go on between our relationships, you know, uh, when it came down to marriage, you know, problems, finances, anything, you know, and that's the next track that I'm going to play. So while you're getting that together, I want to dedicate this to my girl, which I called my baby girl. And that was my mother. So, you got that, lace <laughs> Yes, yes. That is my song right there. My girl, my girl. That was my girl. That was my home girl, my, my girlfriend. That was we called the baby girl. That's dedicated to my baby girl. Well, you know what? We get ready to come to a close, but oh, before, before I you de- do that, uh-huh.
7: before you do that, you know you wasn't getting Uh-oh. away That's without, without me saying something.
2: Oh, what you got to say?
7: Well, <laughs> uh, you know I got to stay true to my see,
2: But the King Troublemaker part?
7: No. <laughs> what I want to do is I want to commend you on a great show.
2: Oh, thank you.
7: I, I want to commend the due diligence that you did, that you do, and you did do to put in the time to raise your son up to be the respectful young man that he is.
2: Thank you. And
7: I empathize with the bond that you had with your mom and the bond that you still have with her. Yes. Right? I, want to, I want to thank you personally for opening up your book of life mm-hmm. to help people out here that may be listening to us that may be going through the same thing I hope that they can take heed to your story and make it an inspirational one and it may help them deal with some of the some of the turmoil that they have in their lives so that they can understand that once you have faith in the creator that you have love in your heart there's nothing that you can't accomplish.
2: That's true.
7: All right? And I just wanted to say that I listened to the show. It was a great show. I didn't um, want to interrupt earlier while you mm-hmm. and your son was talking, while you and your, you know I mean, your husband was talking. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to play the background. I soaked everything in.
1: Uh, and I want to tell
7: you, great show. Phenomenal topic. You. Mm -hmm. done by a phenomenal host.
2: Thank you. And
7: thank you for allowing us to be enlightened about your life and your struggles. Right. And hopefully that is a, a young sister out there or a sister out there that may be going through similar things, and maybe this can help her gain the strength to move forward and to be the queen that we all know that she can be. That's right. That's true. I, tip, I tip my hat to you, Wonder Dre, and thank you for a phenomenal show. That's all oh. I want to say.
2: Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. Thank you again.
7: But yes. now on the
2: other side. Sorry, no. Uh-oh. I knew someone was coming. No, it's nothing else.
7: You know, I just had to throw that out there because if I didn't do it, you'd be like, "Oh, he's sick. Something wrong with him. He's being too nice." No, I'm just yeah, well, playing. But it was a great show.
5: We're gonna get 100 episode, show. man. 100 episode, man. Excuse me. <laughs>
7: you know, great <laughs> show. Fantastic show. Thank you show. so
1: much. This you. is.
7: And and I told you last night I was gonna be good. And yes, after, you did. But I had no choice. What could I, I mean, if anybody could pull or if anybody tries or pulls anything negative out of you sharing your life experiences,
1: mm-hmm.
7: that's they can't. Because, see, that's, that's how you learn someone. That's how, you know, We each each and every time we do a show, we do put a little bit of ourselves out there. That's because true. We only, we only do shows that, that come from the heart.
2: That's right, and life experiences.
7: Right. So we let you in, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, Mm a little bit at a time. But tonight you really opened up the book, and it takes a lot of heart and a lot of compassion, right? And then hopefully someone else out there that may be going through something or went through something, maybe you sharing your experience will help them Get through those that time and tribulation that they think they're going through.
2: That's true. That is so true. Yes, I thank you so much for your comments and everything that you brought into the show. And you always been, you know, uh, always contribute to our show, and I appreciate that as well. Yes, indeed. Appreciate all the comments. And Man, um, no
7: problem. That's what I'm here for. Over yeah. to you. And thank you again.
2: Oh, you're welcome. You're so welcome. Yes. So, you know, we're going to come to a close. But um, I want to thank all the callers who called in. I want to thank all those had who had comments to say on the show. Rob, thank you so much for your comments as well. Rob, if you're still there, I just need you to, to make one comment. Do you remember them, them um, syllable beatings and stuff? What you got to say about how that makes us stronger?
6: Oh, yes, I do remember them. Ooh, I, used get, I used to get beaten with switches, stitching cords. Yes. Uh, it made me out of a man. Yes. and believe what I'm saying. It made me out of a man. Yes. Yes it, yes, it did. I mean, and they should be talking to you while they doing it. Don't you ever do that again? It was like they were singing a song to you. Yes. But, it made some of us stronger. It made some of us weaker. But it made me stronger. Trust and believe me. Yes. It made me real strong. Because I was a bad kid. I mean, I was hard headed. I was the only one that was getting beaten. My brother, <laughs> he didn't really get no beating. It was me. Because I was hard headed. I was hard headed. Oh, but, 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 but it made me out of a man.
5: It does. Yes. it does. Yes. And it makes you appreciate it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rob, did you ever get a yeah. spanking right and, and your mom spank you and you jump over the daggone and stitch your cord on the belt and she hit herself and then she just go in on you? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, did she? Oh, my God. Didn't she? <laughs> she girl,
1: just
6: like my grandmother. My grandmother used to be singing to us when she beat us. My mom used to, she used to beat us, but my grandma used to beat us, too. She used to be singing to us while she beating us. No. <laughs> oh, my God.
5: So that's mm-hmm. original right there. Hold on. But you
6: know what?
5: You know, you yeah. lucky you told me this now, man. My kids are older, man. You lucky. I'm like, yeah. mm, hallelujah, you better jump. Dang, you did you, um,
1: I'm
6: going to okay. kill you.
5: Yeah. when when get to play for like strength. My mama didn't yeah. know me. Been you for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh
2: yeah.
5: Well,
2: how about them times when you had to go get the switches off the uh off the tree and bring back oh, yeah. and bring back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like you want me to you go pick out a something that for you would to hit me with? Yeah, <laughs>
6: you got to get a switch for yourself. Right. So you exactly. I
5: used, to, I
6: used to get the skinniest switch, that it was. Yeah, they yeah. Go, oh,
5: yeah. No, I'm going to get the thicker one. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. I, oh yeah! i used to be mad. I used to be mad because my grandmother taught my mom that, and I was mad as hell that she taught it. She was like, "Yeah, girl, you need to tell her. Tell them go. Matter of fact, go get me a switch." And I was like, "What? Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's some trauma." You know, yeah. I'm right, right, right
5: out my mouth like, "What? <laughs> get the switch?" Yeah. I looked at <laughs> her like, "Are you?" Crazy, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she and I, I shouldn't have gave that look. She, she gave. I had to go get it. I got a little twig, a little little skinny joint. You know the things. They, 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 you know. Them little joints you could just tap. They, they, yeah, they that's boy, what I came I with that one. You made so me go get the other one. I was like, yeah. I had to be thicker. Uh, yeah. So it was like mm-hmm. a longer lasting spanking, and you know, they yeah. hold your hand. I don't know how to get a grip like that, but you yeah. can jump all over the place, but they got a super grip on your wrist. And you can yeah. fly all over the place, but you might swing one way, but you coming right back. Fuck! Ah!
2: <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this but My mom was very creative when it came down to creating stuff. See, I was I caught a little bit of a slack because of the fact that I was the girl. And, you know, so she didn't want me to get things that was hurt. And, you know, the guys, the boys that, you know, my sons, not my sons, I'm sorry, my brothers, they was a little upset because, of course, they, the boys always catch the worst ends of the sticks. But y'all some roughnecks anyway. But the girls always catch a little bit easier. So, you know, mom got creative with stuff. Stuff like such as the spatula, you know what I mean. You made a man. She beat you with the spatula. Whatever she could find that was in reach. But I never forget that time I had did something, and I can't remember exactly what I did. But I called myself running upstairs and acting like I had to go to the bathroom. So I took off all my clothes and, and jumped on the toilet. And I'm thinking to myself, she won't hit me on the toilet. Well, <laughs> I thought <saw> mom. Mom <laughs> came in there. T- boom! She kicked the door down. <laughs> She, oh, had, she had a ruler that she had with rubber bands, tied them joints together, okay? Then she told my brothers, y'all go get me that belt. They took the belt off. I'm like, no, no, don't give her that. Please don't do that. Mom commenced the whipping my tail on the toilet, right? By the time, I didn't have to go to the bathroom before I got on the toilet, but by the time I got finished, okay, I did it number one and number two, because she scared the medias out of me, okay? I was sitting there, I was twisting back and forth on the toilet seat, and by the time I got finished, I switched back and forth so hard, till I broke the toilet seat. So then I had to get a beating for breaking the toilet seat. So
1: Bob oh had and then that
2: became the syllable beating. You
1: broke my toilet seat out, work hard and now I gotta put the wood money out here to go get another toilet seat.
2: I never forget that beating. That was the worst beating in my life. I will never that crazy forget now. that. Okay. Needless to say, mom put that toilet seat back on and you talk about making do what it do. Mom put the toilet seat back on. We had duct tape around the toilet seat. <laughs> Okay, we are going to that toilet seat for another year. There, mom was like, "I'm not buying no more toilet seats."
5: <laughs> now well, you don't I cried before. You remember crying before you get a spanking? Like, nah.
6: <laughs> you do all yeah. that
5: before you be like, "Hopefully she gonna get it." Like, yo, know, I really, really didn't mean it, and I would never, ever do it again. But they were like. Nigga, shut up. A word. <laughs> <laughs> They were. <laughs>
2: oh, man. But you know what? We can reminisce on and on about the, the good old days and stuff like that. And, you know, and it's all out of love. You know, the beating's out of love. Yeah, we understand it now. I get it. You know what I mean? Because it made us a bigger and better person now that we're grown. And I understand it now. So those kids that's out there, if you hear I do it because I love you, understand the fact that, you can respect it better when it's coming from mom than the streets teaching you, you know, now you got the streets teaching you, you got social media teaching you, but the parents nowadays ain't at home to be there for you to teach you. You know what I mean? So, you know what? I say this much and I'm getting ready to close with my song. So chill. I need you to you know get that together for me for all the hard work and pain that moms have went through. This is to all the mothers out there. There is no charge. You cannot possibly repay your mother for all the times that she had to go through with your crazy behind, the beatings that she had to be going through, the times she had to come up to the school because you was cutting up, the, the you know, times she had to clean and wash your clothes, buy your clothes and, you know, cook for you and all that. No charge. So, I'm going to close with this. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. And thanks again for listening. And I will see you next week. And do know, I love you. And most of all, God loves you most. And happy Mother's Day. <laughs>
1: And after wiping her hands on her apron, she took it in her hand and she read it. And this is for me. For my young. For making up my own eggs. Wonderful. For going to the store. Fifty cents. And playing with little brother. while wow, you were shopping. Twenty-five. Cents. Taking out the trash, $1. Dollar. And beginning a good report card, dollar, $5. Dollars. And by in the yard, $2. Dollars. Tony owns 1475. dollars she was getting something bad, she looked it. And a thousand men were stuck through her mind. So she picked up the pen and Turn the people. It's for sure. But the night I came with you, oh, it is not me. No job. But oh, the night I sit up with you, doctor, do you pray for you? No job. But oh, the time I come here,
2: I'm the
1: hope. To the beach, there is no shock. When you're angry, <laughs> to